When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the time machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Uh, well, Becca, welcome back to um, your homestead. You were gone. I was. A whirlwind, advent- a whirlwind adventure. Yeah. Tell us about it. I went to Austin, Texas with a bunch of people that I have met over the internet in the Paramore fan base to go see Paramore on their summer tour. This is my last show. I don't know when I'm going to see them again next for the foreseeable future because I'm not going to Europe to see them open for Taylor. Sorry. Yeah. I will not be going. Isn't it in Australia? They're going to Australia in November for like six dates with Remy Wolf, which makes me irate because that's like my second favorite artist. And then next summer, May through August, they're doing the Eras tour in Europe as Taylor Swift's opener. I lost. Taylor Swift... Taylor Swift may be the, a bigger Paramore fan than you. Don't say that. I mean, I would she give has Haley Haley's more number. than a verse on my song. <laughs> You'll give her the entire song. I would. <laughs> I I don't um, I don't love Castles Crumbling. If any of the Swifties have tuned in, but I do like Electric Touch featuring Mr. Fallout Boy. Um, how'd you like Austin? It was fine. Uh, I had some really good food. We didn't, I mean, we didn't get to see that much of it. We went out like Friday night and then Saturday, pretty much the whole day was spent camping in the line. And then mm-hmm. Sunday was the, the show and I left on Monday. But it was oh, fun. I, everything was worth it to be on the barricade for my favorite band. Yeah, that's good. It's good. It's, all, it's going to be a story you're going to tell 20 years from now. Those, oh, those yeah. are always good 100%. stories. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of stories, I didn't really have an exciting weekend, so. Turn to transition into more exciting news, uh, which is uh, Disney 411. Uh, so let's get started. Disney 411. All right. First story on the docket is about favorite artists experiencing favorite artists. Uh, so Joe Jonas um, has made one of his one of the items on his bucket list come true. On July 7th, the Jones Brothers singer had the chance of a lifetime to perform on stage with Billy Joel at London's BST Hyde Park and took fans behind the journey on social media in a video posted on his Instagram. Um, the video has cut to Jonas being introduced and brought on stage for Joel's 1983 hit Uptown Girl. Joel and Jonas, uh, future band name, I'm sure, uh, joined forces for the single's infectious ending chorus. After concluding the track, Jonas and Joel embraced for a quick hug and... Just talked a little bit more on stage. That's so fun. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, you're a big... You went to Billy Joel's concert. I did. I love Uptown Girl. Uptown Girl. I won't sing the what rest. What if Billy Joel is ending his Madison Square Garden so he can announce a side project with Joe Jonas? With the Jonas Brothers? He's like, I'm Jonas featured and on Joel. a Jonas Brothers song. I mean, Jonas and Joel just rolls off the tongue. Or he opened. How many people what in Billy the Billy Joel open for them on their tour? <gasps> Billy Joel opens opened. for no one. Who are we kidding? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, speaking, which makes me think: when Joe Jonas walked up on stage, did people know who Joe Jonas was in that audience? Hmm. Good point. Because <laughs> when I, I'm saw, sure he got when I was up he got charge, introduced. Maybe afterwards, but did did he just like walk out and start singing, or did they say like Joe? Oh, Jonas I'm sure Billy Joel was like, "And welcome to the stage, Joe Jonas." Because when I went and saw Billy Joel 
if there was someone my age there, pretty, they were all pretty much like with a parent. Yeah. And the women that were like in the seats next to me and my mom were about my mom's age and they were former college roommates shocked that someone my age would even know who Billy Joel was. That's how I was when I went to the Fleetwood Mac concert like in 2015. I was one of the youngest people there that I noticed. Yeah. It was a fun time. But love girl fun young girl. girlies love Vienna by Billy Joel. Oh yeah. The girlies people love, love Vienna. The, young people love like Billy Joel, but not enough to go see him in concert. Because they probably just know like you know a handful mean? of... I mean, there yeah. were some songs that I didn't know really at all when I went to that show, but... Oh. Hmm. Good for Joe. Well, good for you, Joe. Good for you, Joe. You did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> we, we did, did it, Joe. We did it. We did it, Joel. Joe and Joel. Um, before we get too much into this past week's stories, we do need to get a little um, Emmy update. The Emmy nominations came out, and there was one standout that I had to bring to the table. Uh, Jenna Ortega got nominated for Best Actress in a Comedy Series and becoming the second youngest nominee for Best Lead Actress in a Comedy. Jenna Ortega, at 20, is only older than Patty Duke, who was 17 at the time of her Emmy nomination in 1964 for her series, The Patty Duke Show. While Patty Duke was a sitcom, Duke was nominated before the Emmy split the actress race between comedy and drama. At the time, it was, an, it was an award for outstanding continued performance by an actress in a series. So how about that? Good for her, I guess. I mean, she's probably the only solid part about that show. Sorry to say. Wednesday? Yeah, I, I didn't love it. I've never seen it. I watched, and probably will not. I only watched the first episode and I said, this is not for me. <laughs> Like, anyway, I'm more of a Thursday gal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is definitely Jenna Ortega's year. Oh, absolutely. Year for doing things. She's on set of Beetlejuice. She's lo- she loves the creepy, crawly, yes. kooky roles. She's thriving in the dark. Speaking of roles, I feel like I'm going through all these stories so fast, but they're, you know... They're like little blips of them, some of, some of them are. Uh, this next story, I think we have... St- shared on this podcast uh before but this is like it has broken the internet a little bit um so it's about the cheetah girls uh adrian bylone stunned cheetah girls fans when she revealed on tuesday who the original actress was to play aqua this is what adrian bylone said i got the role at the time and i was told that the other girls that were chosen were raven simone as galleria sabrina bryan as dorinda myself as chanel and um, to play Aqua, it was Solange. Solange Knowles. Yeah. Beyonce's little sister. And everyone was, sog- everyone was shocked. She goes, yeah, the character is supposed to be from Houston. And of course, Beyonce and her family are from Houston, Texas, and has the Texas accent and the hot sauce and all, all that wonderful stuff that you see in the movie. So Solange was supposed to be the fourth... Cheetah Girl. Yeah, we, we have um, talked about this before. We, we have mentioned this, but this is like, it's picked up a lot of traction, so that's yeah, why I brought this, it to the table. Like, maybe an hour ago, the clip of her saying this was on my TikTok, and the hosts were like, <gasps> Yeah. So clearly, they um, don't listen. Yeah, Ad- right. Adrian <laughs> recalled, I remember I was in a dance rehearsal with 3LW, which Keely Williams was a part of, and we got a phone call that said, is there any way that Keely could jump into the role for Aqua because Solange, for whatever reason, dropped out? Do we know um, why she dropped out? Um, this article says that it thinks because at the time she was releasing her own solo stuff, and it came mm-hmm. out like two months after the movie. So that's probably why. Yeah, um, there's probably like a weird timeline conflict with like releasing I honestly stuff versus that. Think I honestly think the right people um, got the roles of Aqua be- for this reason, because I don't think um, if Solange Knowles was Aqua, I don't think the Cheetah Girls would have spun off into what it became. Like, things outside the movie. True. I just don't, I just was, don't think... It sounds like she was already, like, one foot out before they even started, so I imagine yeah. they would have done the first one and she would have been like, <laughs> goodbye! Right, and then... Of course, we know Raven didn't want to do anything outside the movies. So then I think it would just fall apart. So I think you had to, if they wanted to expand the franchise like they eventually did, you had to have people who were willing to do that. I don't think Solange was. 
Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. If, I mean, Solange did, was a part of the Disney family, I guess, at that time. She sang the Proud Family theme song. Well, because then the line, I've got hot sauce in my bag, swag from Formation, would directly be about... The Cheetah Girls. <laughs> about Aqua. <laughs> Someone make me an edit of Aqua to Formation right now. Please, do it right now and send it to us, and we'll post it if you do. <laughs> a little incentive. Speaking of incentive, I have to bring this, this story up. Disney Channel star Sky Jackson is being criticized for asking her friends, her fans to send her $5 for a chance to win a MacBook. <laughs> so she went on her Instagram Live and was like, okay, guys, I'm giving away a MacBook. Uh, we're going to enter a raffle, so just uh, submit $5. And everyone's like, $5? She's like, it's a raffle. That's what you do. <laughs> she goes, I promise I don't need the money, guys. Mm. And the comments, of course, were not in her favor. They're like, Dang, those Jesse royalties must have dried up. So that video was so funny. Everyone was like, why are you asking me for $5? Are you going to get a MacBook? Not from Sky Jackson, I guess. Not for, you don't have $5 to spare? Not right now. I just I got back that. from seeing Paramore. That. I'm broke. All right. So those were our big stories. But before we go on, our last kind of semi-story is the final or full trailer for high school musical the musical the series season four has been released and if you're following the pod which i hope everyone who listens is um we are actually going to be recapping the show um at the top of every podcast episode and we found out that each episode is being released all at once we're just going to watch them week by week so we can have things to talk about um, so be looking forward to Wildcat wrap up at the beginning of each Time Machine podcast episode in the month of August, I guess, because it's only going to take us a month to get through them, probably. Yeah. Um, and it comes out August. So we're actually going to react live to the full trailer so we can get a little more of what we have in store. One of the top comments says, if Joshua and Sophia get nominated for a Kids' Choice Award, vote for both of them. <laughs> Will do. And with that, <laughs> and with that, let's press play. After years of build up, we're finally here. Senior year. I'm a junior. And you're gonna stay a junior with that attitude, Carlos. Senior year. Me and Gina together. Musical. It's gonna be the best. Here's a sneak preview of our show. High school musical three. <laughs> Many of you know me as Coach Bolton from the High School Musical franchise. Folks, we're getting the whole gang back together to make High School Musical 4 right here at East Time. Wait, the whole we're gang. We're going to do High School Musical 3, right? Why wouldn't we? This movie has nothing to do with us. I'm told we have a special visitor meeting us in the rehearsal room. Corbin's on the clock. Oh. And some friends. Mr. Blah. We want the fourth movie to feel authentic. So we need you to be featured extras. It all comes down to right now. It's up to us. I don't want to hear everyone's opinion about us. So what if we kind of stayed a secret? A secret relationship. The musical and a movie, it's going to be a lot. Where is everybody? It appears the movie sucked up all other potential drama kids. Well, we need all the bodies we can get. We're barely filling out the cast as it is. We have to save the show. The last time to get Wherever you end up is going to be the right place. We gotta show what we're all about. We're together. It's the last chance to make our mark. I don't know if I'm ready for this. You're a star. Action. Wildcats. No one really believed in me for you guys. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Not Joshua Bassett crying. Your five minute call. You guys don't do the lights thing. Okay, now or never. Um, I'll be seated for the Miss Darvis scenes. Mm -hmm. Seems like Monique Coleman's gonna get a good scene. Um, I'll be waiting to see how they shoehorn an explanation why the three main stars, the three stars from High School Musical, are nowhere to be found. 
I swear I'm going to hold out till my last breath of that season for just a sprinkling, a nugget. Do you think it'll end with like Corbin's phones ringing and it's just a picture of Zach Efron? It says, Zach's calling. He's like, oh, I have to take this. They're either going to like drag it. it out the whole season and tease us or they're going to like immediately as soon as Bart Johnson hits that stage, they'll be like, no, uh, Zach, Vanessa and Ashley were too busy to be here and just like shut it down right out of the gate. I'm sure it may just be like a throwaway of like, oh, well, they have to film theirs at a later date. They're going to be green screened in. <laughs> so that's how, why, not, why they're not here. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm excited it's funny to seeing this, having no idea what has gone on in the previous seasons, because I don't know any of these yeah. characters. I'm not well, invested in their drama. I don't know why Joshua Bassett was crying. <laughs> well, the good thing is a little spoiler for the month of August. We're actually going to be watching the first episode of High School Musical and Musical series. So you can maybe get invested um, and see if you're like, I should go back and watch or not. Maybe. Really up to you, really. Maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe. Well, that's the end of the four-on-one as we know it for now until next week. All right. Well, speaking of four-one-one, when you add four <laughs> and you add one, you get five. And that was great. <laughs> we haven't done an artist deep dive in a second. Those are always fun to do. And this band has some interesting lore. And we were really scrounging the corners of the internet trying to bring some content to you guys. But we are doing <laughs> an artist deep dive on Jump 5. And if you just did a collective who, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> this is what we're here for. We are here to break down uh, a Radio Disney staple, Jump 5. You may not remember them, but you remember hearing them. And you remember some of their songs, I'm sure. Uh, so I've wanted to do this for a while. <laughs> um, you have. You're a bit of a Stanny Stanerson. I'm a bit of a jumper or a, or a, a fiver, whatever you want to call us. Um, well, I wanted to do one and it counts because they were on Disney a lot. That's how we found out about them, uh, was through Disney and Disney Channel and stuff. Um, but I hope people listening know who Jump 5 is, and I hope it'd be so fun if you listen to this episode and you're like, oh, that's who Jump 5 is. Let me listen to their music, yeah. and it's so funny. We have spoken so about their um their rendition of they the have... Lion Roller Coaster Ride on Disney Mania 3 before. Which is... They have they invented ASMR during that song. <laughs> and they have like a... I mean, they have a big connection to that song because it was an amazing cover and it got chosen to be the theme song of the Lilo and Stitch. TV I show. know, which that's actually their most uh, streamed song on it's their most streamed on song on Spotify. Um, so just to jog your memory about who Jump Five is, uh, Jump Five was a group, n- two boys, two girls, and we'll go over the our roster in just a moment because we have to. Everyone has to have a mention. Um, but Jump Five, it was they were founded in Nashville, Tennessee, which I did I not know before all, today. Yes, and they all met in gymnastics class, I, I believe. Yeah, and that makes sense. Th- and that is how, wh- that is why, if you watch every single one of their music videos, someone is always doing some flips. Always. Um, so Jump 5 released uh, a couple of albums. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It would be funny if they stopped at five. Five, uh, seven, it was five studio albums and two Christmas five, albums, just to be clear. Yes, just to be clear. Uh, but these are the Disney um, soundtracks that they appeared on. Uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie, Ice Princess, Brother Bear, Disney Mania 2, 3, and 1. I said that in the weirdest <laughs> order. Uh, the Kim Possible soundtrack, the Lizzie McGuire TV show soundtrack, the That's a Raven soundtrack. Uh, Radio Disney Jingle Jams 1, 4, 5, and 6. They were also featured in the movies. Uh, well, I don't think they were featured in the movie, but Lilo and Stitch, Brother Bear. The, for the re-release of Beauty and the Beast, they filmed the music video and it was on the DVD. And for all you gamers out there, they were also featured their song Spinning Around, which we will get into, 
was featured in Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure. <gasps> I have that game. One? Yes. So Disney likes to make Disney. Okay, I think Jump Five falls into the categories of Everlife, Jordan Pruitt, um, B Five. People that aren't, they're not putting in any of their TV shows or movies, just the soundtracks and trying to make it happen. And what would you say on a scale of one to making Jesse McCartney happen? Where do you think Jump 5, in your opinion, fell? I think they're kind of in the same vein as like Jordan Pruitt in the sense that they're everywhere and nowhere. Yeah. At the same time, like they're on, they're all over all these soundtracks. They were also on the soundtrack for the movie Sleepover, which was not Disney, but yeah. was big in the 2000s. But yeah. like, and the, the comments on their YouTube are full of rabid stands. So they, they clearly have, there's people I mean, out there that still remember them, but it just kind of seems like, I mean, you even said doing research for this episode was impossible because it's like they've been it, scrubbed from the internet. They're scrubbed from the internet. They, if you Google Jump 5, they have like five photos on Google Images, and they're all so blurry. They, none of them are high def. And so it was really hard to find things to bring to the table, like here's their history and all that stuff. But luckily, um, about a couple years ago, five members reunited for a 20-year anniversary when their first album came out. And I took notes. I watched it. And so along the way, along our journey, I'll plug in some fun facts that will make the jump five five stands jump i also but a little fact, I just noticed that wait. um they are on the original kim possible soundtrack like the one that was released in 2003 yeah. on the cd but yes. songs from kim possible which came out in 2020 which is mostly what's on streaming services that song was removed maybe copyright maybe what <laughs> We'll get to that because Becca does want to do the Kim Possible soundtrack as well. I do, but I'd want to do it the right way and go by the CD sound, the CD track list. Well, well, let's put a pin in that and let's jump on over to Jump 5. So like we said, it is a group of teenagers, young kids who met in Nashville, Tennessee um, in their gymnastics class. But they're also a Christian teen pop group. I noticed that on their Wikipedia page. So I remember being, so that's how they, they also all went to church together. Um, and so how Jump 5 started was founding member Libby's mom wanted to make a more wholesome version of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, like, like a dancing pop band. But you know, at the time it was like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And yeah. You know how parents are. They said, we want a more wholesome and kids just being kids. And it was originally six kids called Jumpstart. Oh, like the, like the video and, games? Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually some of the kids dwindled off. And then when they got signed um, by their label, which is, I think it's called Salvation. Record, so it's like a, I think they were signed by a Christian label. Yeah, and uh, the label was looking for groups or something of uh, an age bracket of. They were saying that we wanted to find the kids that stopped listening to Barney, but are too young to listen to Britney Spears. Well, Which, I guess again, they nailed goes, it. Right, so nine. Uh, which, hey, I was a nine-year-old rockin'. Um, and so that's how Jump 5 really got its start. So I think it's now time to go over the people in Jump 5. Something that I noted in the history of Jump 5 is that they released their final Christmas album in 2007, I believe. And then less than a month after their Christmas album came out, they announced that they were disbanding. New year, new new year, new me. They said, we're simply having a wonderful Christmas time, but not anymore. <laughs> Correction. They were signed to Sparrow Records. Sparrow? And it is a Christian music. Sparrow. Sparrow. Okay. Sparrow Records, and it, which is a Christian um, label. Here are the members of Jump 5. We have Brandon, 
Brittany, they are brother and sister. And then we have Chris, Leslie, and Libby. Brittany is the belter. So, Brittany is, Brittany be singing. Brittany, Brittany is, Brit, okay, the, every, okay, everyone knows, if you know Jump 5, when they would interview the kids, they would say Libby has the best voice. And if you listen to the tracks, Brittany has the best voice. Brittany is always singing. She's belting she is the her belter. heart out. She's the one who, she's, in previous iterations she's the youngest one. watching Jump 5 content before I knew their names, I called her the big mouth girl. She's always opening yes. her mouth wide when she's singing, but she'll hit the note. Yeah, so she and she she's in she's in the front of a lot of the stuff. I always considered her the lead. Yeah, the lead that's singer, when I think but, of Jump Five, that is who I think of. Yeah, well, like I said, Brittany and Brandon are brother and sister. So Brandon is the only blonde guy in the group. They describe Brandon as the the brainiac. The brainiac. Yeah. So we watched this, and I do want to say Brittany and Brandon. If you're trying to uh, just put a, a visualization, they're like. They remind me of Julianne Huff and Derek Huff. Like, if that's kind of a vibe that they yeah, are. Yeah, cool, because they say he's a brainiac, but he's also just still kind of a himbo. I mean, Chris, yeah. the other boy in the band, has big <laughs> himbo energy. <laughs> so we watched this thing called Behind the Five, and it's just the making of their first album. And just like any great uh, franchise or intellectual property, everyone has to have a, a personality. Of course. So they went through each one. They're like... Oh, Brandon. So yeah, I guess Brandon is the the smart one. Um, what's the other guy's name? Chris. Oh gosh, the, Chris. I, they said he was the most like adventurous. They were like, Chris is a daredevil. Chris is always doing flips. You can't get that guy to stop doing flips. <laughs> and this entire video, drink every time they say fun. They describe <laughs> something as fun. Jump 5 was so Hillary Duff-coded in that they were just talking, 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 and saying nothing. Yeah. It, watch any Hillary Duff interview from, like, 2002 to 2004, and ask her a simple question. She's just like, yeah, I mean, it's just a great time to do what I love to do. They were, um, <laughs> oh, okay. they were talking at one point. I think they were talking to Chris. And he's talking about how they spend some of their time during the day in school and some in dress rehearsal or dance rehearsal. But while they're talking to him, he kind of zones out and they just didn't edit it out. Because in the audio, he's like, and then we have to um, go straight from there to singing. And like, that's about how long it is. But they just have, they just put footage of them dancing over him, like having a brain so lapse. I, quick, put in B-roll, put in B-roll. <laughs> Uh, then we have Leslie, who they said she's the trendy one. She's the girl, the one who loves to shop. She's kind of, yeah. She's mid. She's like, <laughs> she's the other blonde girl. She, isn't she and the then, one that they say um, when they're like asking the other kids, like, what's so-and-so like? That They're like, Leslie, she always sings on pitch. <laughs> <laughs> very like, very Aretha Franklin. Gowns, beautiful gowns. And then we have uh, Libby. And they said Libby, well, one of them said Libby is Libby. (laughs) Which that could be interpreted in many different ways. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, they said she's like the sweetest one. And that's when they say she has the best vibes. Oh, yeah. When they were talking about uh, Brittany, Libby was just like, Brittany is just. She's so energetic. <laughs> but everyone knows what Libby is most known for. Leaving the van. Libby is the one. <laughs> Wait, so She made like them every, into jump four. So like every great group in music history, there's always like, like remember when Steve Perry left Journey? Remember when, remember when the Pharaoh brothers left, left Paramore? Remember when all the times Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks would leave Fleetwood Mac? This is nothing like this. <laughs> Libby leaving Jump the 5 ones... tops them all. <laughs> <laughs> Libby leaving Jump 5 tops them all. If you were a fan and you were eight years old, that was such shocking news when Libby left Her the group. Her statement, though. <laughs> Can you read it aloud? I want to discuss the reason that she came. Okay. So this is the reason Libby gave... To the press. Hodges decided to leave the group as she wanted to, quote, 
take a deep breath and see what exactly God wants me to do at this point in my life. And as the co-host of a church podcast and someone who grew up in the church and survived a lot of stuff in the church, saying that you need to take a break and see what God wants you to do is a way of saying, like, that's a lie to cover up some other shit. Like, if a pastor had to resign from a church in disgrace, they would be like, I just got to go where God's taking me. <laughs> like, that is what they do. Yeah. So what happened? Something else happened here. Right. I mean, it seemed, I don't think it was really, I don't, who knows? Because, well, actually, you may have a point. Because Jump 5 did a, like I said earlier, to get so much of this information, um, we watched, I watched a documentary celebrating 20 years. And they were literally just talking about their lives as being part of Jump 5. Was Libby there? Uh, one time was Libby mentioned, like, not one mention of Libby, Libby um, leaving the group. But she was there. If you didn't, but she was there. Huh. But I'm saying, if you didn't know Libby left the group watching the documentary, no mention of that. Interesting. So you may have a point that they don't want to talk about Maybe. it. Maybe. Ooh. Ah. Did you oh, see no. that um, the other girl that joined for like a month? Oh, yeah. So when Libby left their group, they tried to plug a girl in. And I think she was just like, you guys are jumping too much. They released an album after Libby left. Someone named Natasha Nowak joined the group and took part in recording a cover for the Sleepover soundtrack. She left the group in, 2000, in June of 2004. And Libby left the group in like January of 2004. <laughs> So this girl was not and, there for long. But then, yeah, after the replacement left, they just kept doing it as four. So this is an interest. This is a good a key thing. The five of them did the Beauty and the, the, Beauty and the Beast song. Mm -hmm. Then the four of them did the Lilo and Stitch song. Really? So, yeah. The Beauty and the Beast video is so funny because I remember. Are we talking? Okay. Is this our moment to talk about Beauty and the Beast? I guess so. Uh, I so, was okay. at your apartment. Yeah, so I in guess college, like let's talk about their songs. And we were either pre-gaming for I think we were pre-gaming for a party, like before we left for a party, and you put that on. And what did you think? <laughs> I remember dying laughing because there's so many green screen edits where they like they green screen them dancing on top of the cakes. On the on the cake. Be our guest. And they green screen them in the ballroom. Like at one point there's like the footage of Belle and Beast dancing, and then like Britney <laughs> turns around, and it's just her like cheesing in the ballroom. <laughs> like they're on a date. Like, Leave she... them alone. <laughs> when when Britney belts ever just the same. It hits. It hits, and Miss Potts <laughs> is quaking. <laughs> Angela Lansbury is like, damn. I loved how they set up this video too, where they all enter the castle in their bucket hats. And they're like, yeah, what's they're going on? Is anyone here? And they edit in footage of Cogsworth and Lumiere being like, shh. It was from that like, era you, like, of music videos where they tried to like incorporate the Disney stars into the story. And they're like, Pinocchio, are you okay? <laughs> Why, thank you, Christy Carlson Romano. I'm doing great. <laughs> and that's what she sings. When you wish upon a star. I also remember laughing at all of the times that it's like just footage of Beauty and the Beast and then them jumping in slow motion over top of it. Like jump five, not jumping challenge. They have to jump <laughs> at least once in the video. They have to jump. They it's have in their to. Contract. If you do notice, if you do notice when they, by the time their group ends, all their performances, they don't do like backflips anymore. <laughs> they just got like, I guess, a little old for it. They're not 11. You know. They're not 11 anymore. They're 15. Not as limbo. No, limbo? Is that a word? Nimble. Yeah, the Beauty and the Beast music video when they're doing that dance break and they hit the knees. Mm-hmm. They just like jump on the knees. Damn. So now I want to, well, since we're like starting to talk about their music and they really kind of jumped off, I guess you could say. Ha, ha, when they partnered ha. with Disney and their, rec their label or record producer or like, we need to get them on Radio Disney. We need to get them on Radio Disney. Like, that's like, that would be a great place to put them. Because I think at this moment, they were just touring with churches. Like, that's what Jump 5 would do. They would tour churches and huh. perform for, for like, Vacation Bible School. VBS, how we and feeling in here tonight? How, Ever just the same time. 
so Radio Disney invited them to play at their headquarters because they sent demos and whatever. And then that's how they got a part of the Disney brand. So they went on the Radio Disney tour and with like uh, Aaron Carter and Baja Men. I did see that they opened for Aaron Carter one time. I guess that's oh, yeah, what it was. They, yeah, they. Yeah, and they. It was one of the radio, and they were on the side stage, so they weren't even main stage. Like the and uh, so, but then one of the main stages dropped out, and so they were like, "Hey guys, you were actually you're actually doing your set on the big stage," and it went over really well. And so that's kind of how it um, kind of got. I found this video, Disney and stars. it was an hour long because it was a compilation of like a couple different performances throughout a week. But they performed at Disney World in like three of the parks at different venues oh, to do yeah. Christmas sets. And those sets are They have a season's pat they have a season pass to perform there. I will say all of their live performances that I have seen are a bit rough. <laughs> I mean they are twelve. Now one thing Brittany is doing Jumping is she is around. singing throughout the whole time. Brittany is always singing. She is singing. But they always they Brandy have to have a backing too. track where you can like hear their recorded vocals behind them. And that may also be because they're doing so much dancing. At the same yeah. time, but the one in Disney World that I watched was primarily, um, I just forgot her name, short-haired girly. Oh, um, Leslie. Leslie. It was like or primarily Le- her singing, and she did not sound good. <laughs> Sorry to say, she did not sound very good. And that's okay. She's like, I think on the 20th anniversary reunion, she's like in finance now. <laughs> oh my god. Well, speaking of live performances, something that you didn't bring to the docket, but I thought was interesting. From their very first album, they have a cover of God Bless the USA. I did write this. I did write this down. And I think it, but their first album came out in 2001. So they covered this as kind of a 9-11 tribute. It's exactly like that because I, yeah. There is a video of them performing it at the White House at an event that's called a salute to gospel music. And one of the comments on that YouTube video is from someone who says that every 9-11 they watch this video. <laughs> it's one of my YouTube burner accounts. I'm telling like, if y'all don't remember Jump 5, there are, like, every single video that I clicked on to watch for this, there were people in the comments like, thank you so much for uploading this in HD. I love Jump 5. I miss Jump 5. <laughs> like, people going rapid. <laughs> rapid for Jump 5. Where are these people? And, what what hobbit and, holes are they living in? <laughs> they're jumping out. So, do you want to know the backstory of how that all came to be? Of course. Because I have that for oh you. Oh my god, okay. So, when 9-11 happened, um, Radio Disney's most requested song was God Bless the USA. Okay. And they said, we, we want like a younger version of that. Like one of our stars to um, sing that. So that's how Jump 5 recorded God Bless the USA. And then their version of God Bless the USA became the most requested Radio <laughs> Disney song for weeks. God Bless the USA, Jump 5's version from the vault. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is not the last time a patriotic song has appeared on a Jump 5. Oh, I, there was so much American flag imagery in the back of their music videos. It doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like an old Navy ad. Like Toby Keith, the more pa- the most patriotic <laughs> singer. Yeah. Mm, jump five. Uh, but I think their final album has the Star Spangled Banner <laughs> on it. That's the thing about Jump Five albums and like their discography. It's a lot of covers. Yeah, they have a cover of Walking on They're- Sunshine that's not available on Spotify. They have a cover of We Are Family. Yeah. Which, what uh, was it with Young Disney? Album- like Disney bands covering We Are Family. <laughs> I've got all my sisters with me. I guess. Well, and then they they like oh every single album has two or three covers on them or four. Yeah. Of like older songs. Like Earth Wind and Fire, The Beatles. It's very kids bop coded. Whoever's parent Jump was producing is. the album was probably like, I like this song. 
put it in there. I also noticed that um, gotta... the title track of their final studio album, which is called Hello Goodbye, was apparently recorded with Libby. So it might have been like an old track that they just slapped on there and reused. She was not a part of the band at the time. It was They were a four-piece. No. Right. I, th- I, I had the first... I remember physically buying the first... The post-Libby when she left the group album. Mm. I remember like buying that at... Our local Lifeway, which is a Christian retail they store. They sold these at Lifeway? Yes. Help! <laughs> That's how I figured out. I was like, I didn't know they were a Christian band. I didn't learn that until today. Yeah. Like, on their final album, they sing I Surrender. Stop. Well, that means they're walking that fine line of, like, how many of their songs are about God, actually? Like, it's spinning oh, yeah. around about God. Please say psych. Maybe. Well, I'm going to say let's keep talking about it because we have to talk about some of the originals. I know. Okay. Spin it around. I've got this funny feeling. It's a hit. It's a it's hit. A hit. <laughs> it's a hit. I will it's say I did put a couple of these songs to my Spotify. Ooh, this, which this ones? This was one. And two of the other ones that uh-huh. we'll talk about also. <laughs> okay. But the music video of Spin It Around is them at a carnival and they're all dressed in red. That's one thing I love about Jump 5 music videos is that in every single one, they're all in kind of like a matching color scheme. Like in Beauty and the Beast, they're all in blue. In Spin It Around, they're all in red. In All I Can Do, they're all in like purple. It's the three C's of Jump 5. Color schemes, (laughs) choreo, (laughs) close-ups. Exactly. But the thing about Spin It Around is... I. It, this is probably the, the music video that they jump the most in. They are. There's so much green screen, like, slow-mo jumping, too. Uh, and you just, like, you just love the 2000s cheesiness of bands that dance in <laughs> sync like this. Bands that dance in public. Yeah. Their choreo. I also uh, have to love the amount of braces in this vid. That's what I, I think that's what, looking back, that's what I really liked about Jump 5, to be very earnest. That they had braces? The, well, yeah, they had braces. Like, they actually felt and looked like kids. Yeah, you know what I that's mean? fair. As opposed to, like, teen celebrities. Like, Leslie in particular in the Spin It Around video, she turns her head at one point and sings, <laughs> and you can see every rubber band in her mouth. Her rubber bands. <laughs> She didn't pick See, a color. They were clear. She didn't pick a color that month. That's, like, that's what I'm saying is that they weren't polished. Like, their mm-hmm. looks. Like, they're... It was, like, literally, like, bucket hats they got from Limited to. Yeah. Surfer highlights. Puka shell necklace that you'd wear. Yeah. They seem very relatable. Did you, did you notice something about Libby in all these music videos? No. She never flips. <gasps> she just jumps. She's the only one. She just jumps. She never flips. Did she call out sick like, gymnastics class? What happened? I don't know. Well, it was a permanent absence <laughs> from in a couple of years. Extended absence, I guess. Um, we have to talk about their other big hit, which I prefer more than spinning around. Which one? Um, all I can, all do. I can do. Get on that double decker butt. Imagine right. seeing that bus go down the road. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Jump like you're five. just on the sidewalk and there's a bunch of kids dancing on the top of the. But like, deck. and but like, think of it like in actuality. You know, like if a fast bus, you just hear zoop, and so you hear like the tiniest bit of like music, just like. <laughs> it's so funny because there's some shots in that video where they are obviously on a real double decker bus, and there's some shots where they're so obviously on a green screen. Oh yeah, and then they go on the beach, and then they're dancing on the beach with the photo booth filter. With the photo booth filter. I love the... I mean, the best part of all I can do is the key change. The last one. Yes! Key change. I wrote that down, too. That hits. That hits. It hits. That's my... That's my favorite, I think, Jump 5 song of their original. I think of the ones you sent me, my do. favorite was Do Ya. Do Ya! <laughs> Becca. No, I Do Ya. I liked it. You, the lyrics are... The lyrics are quite rough, but the song was boppish. <laughs> So this is like their older, they definitely, 
look older. Duya was off of their 2003 album. Yeah, and I think, and so the first two music videos and singles were from like their first album. Spinning Around is from their very first album in 2001. All I Can Do, I think, is from 2002. So this, they look a bit yeah, more teenage-ish. Def- Libby's top is off her shoulders. She's feeling a bit rebellious. And no one, no, people did flip. They did flip. <laughs> they absolutely flipped. Because they're flipping, like, the video is them at that, um, that, like, hotel on, like, the pool deck. Yeah. And they're flipping up to the hotel. And Brittany is wearing a, <laughs> what should be classified as a piece of yarn. But it's a skinny those scarf. really long, skinny scarves. <laughs> What did her shirt Wait. say? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking, but I cannot. I cannot believe <laughs> you have you have a song that because you saved the song. I right? did. <laughs> this was the first song, song I saved. One of the lyrics of Duya. Now I know I can drive you insane with my big <laughs> right foot <laughs> and my left side. Brain. My big. You had right that song say. And and Leslie sings that line, and she, the moment she goes, my big, or it's left, right foot, whatever it is. I um, think it's big right foot. <laughs> anyway, well, she's saying that line. She crosses her legs, and then just kind of like shimmies her foot. What does that mean? Like my my feet are two different sizes. Yeah, because. The opening line is, do you like the freckles on my face? Do you like my teeth? They're out it's of It's my big right foot and my unkempt mane. So she has a, one foot is bigger than the other and she doesn't brush her hair is what that means. <laughs> well, the, some and of the early having, w- songs or the early verses, the first verse is, do you like the freckles on my face? Do you like my teeth? They're out of place. Did y'all not all just have on braces? Did they not work? <laughs> they didn't work. And then Libby continues to sing. This, this line was so relatable. Do you like the funny way I speak? I don't clean my room for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Me neither. She likes to think so. The boys are regulated to backup vocals. They are. I found that in most of the big hits, the boys were regulated to the background, except for spinning around when Chris had his moment. And the, the rap. The rap. Oh. J, J5. I did not care for that. I don't think anyone did. I just like, um, like, do you, what do you, you, do you, do you. <laughs> like, it was a little boppish. You, I was, I was afraid you were going to say do you. I'm sorry. Sorry to disappoint. What? <laughs> I like the, I like that other song I sent you. This is when they were a foursome. The Shoot the Moon, the older one. Yeah. That was from 2007. That was from their final album. <laughs> I don't know what a, sh- what is, is Shoot the Moon like a, a figure of speech. I don't moon, know what that means. The rain even the cane if we water. Yeah, shoot mean? the moon has to mean something. Like shoot for the stars because the moon. Shoot the... the moon is to ask for the best or the most you could hope for. Oh. Because they always say, you know, shoot okay. for the moon, you might land among the stars. Like try for something big, you might get something okay. <laughs> okay. Which this song was also just okay. I thought it was yeah. fine. Once again, Britney was singing. But with the obvious backup track, this was of the course. one where it was the most obvious that like they had a vocal backing track. And they're not flipping here. The most choreo they're doing is there's a yeah, shuffle. Yeah, they're just kind of, they're just dancing. But um, Miss Missy's, uh, Miss Leslie's vocals were not, uh, not up to par. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I mean, you want to, Britney is the lead to me. She is. I don't know. For some reason, I think a lot of people thought Leslie, not Leslie, uh, Libby was, because she was the oldest. Hmm. Libby was and having her moment in the, um, in the Dewey video. She was getting a lot of close-ups. There's also that moment in the Dewey oh, video yeah, and- where Brittany just randomly has her shoes off with her feet in the pool, and she's like hunched over, like dangling leaves in the pool. It looked very, very odd. Uh, all these- yeah, that's, and that's what I, it's very pure early 2000s yeah. every single one of their videos is like we're running around we're teeing we're being silly we're, te- we're flipping <laughs> they're like being silly goofy jump jump five. in one of them they're like riding up and down the escalator like on the rails and stuff remember when like going up the downside of the escalator was like the most rebellious thing you could do 
It is still the most rebellious thing I do. <laughs> I used to do it at the airport with my but cousin don't... while we were waiting at baggage claim. And then people would start to Let come down, people... and we'd be like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. It was fun. I miss Let those, those days. Be in no. <laughs> um, so we've talked about how Jump 5 is really big in like the Christian, like that's kind of what they are. Yeah. Or Christian pop band. That's why they were formed. Um, so the only albums that charted on the Billboard 200 for Jump 5 were All the Time in the World and Accelerate. However, they were topping the Christian pop charts every year. Wow. Every album. So their first album, Jump 5, peaked at number 14 on the Billboard Top Christian Albums. All the Time in the World, their second album, peaked at number three, um, Top Christian Albums. Accelerate, number eight. Dreaming in Color was number 15. And unfortunately, Hello Goodbye, their last album, didn't chart <gasps> anywhere. Yike. Not even the Christians. They were like, we got to hang it up. One more Christmas album yeah, and then yeah. we're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of Christmas albums. Yeah, their their they were showing, Disney World were all their Christmas tunes. Their documentary was showing me it showed their first tour, which was a like Christian music tour, and it was Christmas themed, of course. And they did the the story of Jesus, and they were singing angels, but they were Jump Five, just dressed in all white, and they were doing flips like while Jesus is like in his manger. Like, doing <laughs> And an angel of the Lord came down and said to Mary, do ya, do ya, do ya, do ya love me? You got me spinning around. Um, have we talked a lot about their... Lizzie McGuire loved Jump 5. <laughs> they're on two Lizzie McGuire albums. Yeah, they're very Lizzie McGuire uh, coded. Like the aesthetic, the vibe of the music... The, the time period, yeah. obviously, it's all very Lizzie McGuire coded, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when they were on the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack, they sang Shining Star. And then I believe on the regular Lizzie McGuire soundtrack, they, I think, oh yeah, they, it was their song was on the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack, uh, TV show soundtrack, I believe. So Lizzie McGuire, a jump five up, which is always good. <laughs> they knew good music. They knew good music. But their cover of Brother Bear. <laughs> which song was it? It was Welcome, Family Time. Welcome to our family time. Oh, yeah. I'm not as into that one. What does that say? Like, their, their biggest songs are covers. the covers of the Disney songs. I'm surprised that Spinning Which, Around doesn't have like a few more streams than it does because that's the one that I know people know. Yeah, their original stuff. But it's like their Disney stuff just became so much more popular that even during their tours, they would sing like their closure would be Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> like, one thing so I will say is bands that get more famous off covers than their original music are usually in trouble. <laughs> yeah, which we, you weren't getting any trouble with Jump Five. They were very clean cut, which was perfect for the Disney format. I don't mean trouble that way. I just mean they're in trouble, like that they're not going to survive. Oh, I know. I'm just saying you. No one was ever in trouble if you got caught listening to Jump Five. Oh. <laughs> Are you listening to Jump Five? Go to the corner. Yes, Grandma. Turn no. Turn it up. <laughs> Go to the corner to get my snacks. We're about to. I did love in the um, in the behind the five, the little documentary, how they had to hit the classic nail that they always have to hit, where they show the kids in school. Oh, yeah. like we're homeschooled. We hate school. We go to school every day. We're just like you. We take school on a tablecloth. Someone said, <laughs> I think it was it was either Leslie or Libby said a quote about that school year where they said. I've learned a lot this year, but it doesn't feel like I've learned anything. <laughs> if that was on me <laughs> in every You trying to pass day math? Of my life. 
Stop. <laughs> we won't bring this up here. I'm sure I've already. Me taking uh, eight but... years worth of Spanish and still can't have more than like a two word conversation. Oh. Jump Five did have a Bible verse that they always that they would quote to each other to be like, "That's the Jump Five Bible verse." <laughs> if I say it, do you think you know it? Maybe. First Timothy four twelve. Hmm. Uh oh. I did, I didn't go to a church where I had to do. Oh my god! Of course, it's this. Uh, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. So it's basically just set, set an example even though you are a young person because you are still just as worthwhile as someone who is older. Yeah. Which, yeah, they, they Gen 5 very much mind their P's and Q's. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm surprised Disney... I'm always surprised on who didn't get the Demi Lovato, Jonas Brothers, Jesse McCartney treatment of putting them on camera. I know. As in their thing. Well, do you think they really had a role for five little hooligans? You would not watch a Disney Channel show about a group of five. Oh, like if they got their own show. Yeah, or like put them like in stuff. I think Jesse McCartney didn't get his own show because he was too busy, and he didn't want. He probably yeah, didn't but want he that was. Either, but but he was like in the episode. I know. I mean, like I I don't know. Jump. Why five wasn't Jump Five guest starring on? Li- why didn't Jump Five guest star on Lizzie McGuire? I don't know. Maybe they just weren't a part of that world. Maybe they didn't realize what they could have done. Could have done because they. I mean, it seems like sometimes the radio Disney and the Disney Channel Venn diagrams like don't really intersect. Yeah, right. But you know, I always remember. But and then it finally intersected because Jump Five is a part of Disney Channel history, whether you like it or not, by singing the Lilo and Stitch theme song. So true. So they're always going to be. A part of Disney Channel history. Next time you play 625 Sandwich Stacker, think of Jump 5 and think of everything that they gave you. Because without Jump 5 to provide a theme song for Lilo and Stitch the Animated Series, we would not have 625 Sandwich Stacker. The best internet game of all time. It all comes back. It all comes back (laughs) to Jump 5. A short but very sweet career. It wasn't short. They had had seven years out there. But it felt short. Like, looking back, you're like, oh, they just... You know, Jumpy was like such a time. Yeah, it it seems like they left their mark on some people, but didn't maybe leave their mark as. Yeah, like if I put a if I played a song, like if we're gonna play like what the category they're in, if I played a song of Jordan Pruitt and I played a song of Jump Five, people would guess Jordan Pruitt. That's like a song that before Jump Five, I think. Yeah. But they're a part of history, so that's why we did an artist deep dive on them. And, oh, man, I just have so many memories. Because that was just, like, a safe thing that parents knew. Especially if you grew up in the church. They would, like, the church, you, you, know, you know, it's like, oh, that's a Christian, like, kid group. And they're on the Disney Channel. You know? Yeah. Um, so, favorite Jump 5 song after kind of discussing their hits. I'm not going to say do ya. Um, okay. I, I think I would say spin it around. Spin it or around. Maybe, even, oh, say... maybe even Beauty and the Beast, just for the ever just the same. Because <laughs> she was singing. <laughs> they did kill it. Howard Ashman and Alan Macon wrote that song in hopes. In hopes that Britney would one day one belt day, it. Little, little girl from Jump 5 would belt that out. Mine has to be all I can do when they're on the bus. <laughs> so, what is our Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is that never enough backflips. You can always get another backflip in there if you really try. Um, I think my Disney Channel lesson is... When in doubt, cover a Disney song. You'll make it on some radio station. <laughs> True. All right, Becca, if people want to see how you're spinning around, 
Where can they find you? You can find me spinning around on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O, Becca's Records on TikTok, Becca Stogner on YouTube, and check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. Our episode on the Disney Narnia movie is out, which means I remembered to do it. So clap for me and maybe go give it a listen if you so choose. And if you want to follow me on any of the social medias, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram. H. Cameron Martin on Twitter. Uh, if you want to keep up to date on anything and everything about this podcast, um, we're on the Time Mouse. Just type in the Time Machine podcast. You'll find us there. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Do I need to add threads in this now? I guess so. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us five stars. And if you leave us a review, we will shout you out and read it on an episode. We'll give the love right back to you. Um, give us five stars on Spotify if you're ever so kind. And talk to us on social media. We love talking to you guys. We love DMing. We uh, love hearing what you like, what you don't like, what you want, what you want to hear, and what you don't want to hear, because we want every single one of you to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. Um, I am gonna wonder how many people, when this is on their feed, are like, "Who is Jump Five? So I hope this was a good Time Mouse Sheen history. Maybe it's uh, maybe it jogged your memory. Maybe my all memory. of my memories of Jump Five were of you in college. <laughs> So. Oh, yikes. <laughs> That's because it's one of those things where you think everyone knew about them. Yeah. And I talked about them one day, and everyone around me was pretty much like, I don't, what do you, what, do you, what is that? Uh, I was like, wait. Like, it was literally us, so like, yeah. pre-gaming, shooting straight vodka and rum, because that's what we did oh. back in the days, and Beauty and the Beast by Jump 5 is playing in the background while we call the Uber. Because I couldn't believe, I could not believe no one, it was just mind-blowing. Well, anyways, um, next week, we are keeping the music going, we are covering Something a little timely, something that's having a uh, particular anniversary come up this year, and hopefully you'll come back and see what it is. Yeah. Maybe after you're listening to it, um, you can list seven things about what you liked about it. Well, that oh. probably gives a dead away, <laughs> but until next time, <laughs> we will see you later, time travelers. Uh, always buckle your seatbelts.